All right, you ready to kick this thing off? Let's hit it. So we're back with Heddle's Blowout, and we're going to talk about clothes. Last time we uh, diverged a little bit, but uh, this time we're here with uh, Reed Nelson, former editor, current writer on the site. But before we get to that, just wanted to talk a little bit about some other clothes that we have on the Heddle shop. As uh, I talked about last time, we have got some new tees on the shop that are made by Teamsters. Yes, that's right, those Teamsters. If you're thinking of like truck drivers and Jimmy Hoffa th- and the Irishman, that is the same kind of Teamsters, but uh, they do a lot more than just drive trucks and uh, deliver weapons to maybe the Bay of Pigs in the movie. But uh, yeah, they are also you know farm workers and public defenders and construction workers, and some of them even sew stuff. And uh, it's very, very difficult to find any clothing or really any produced item that you can feel was made ethically. But two of the best markers that I think are if it's made in a country that has strong labor rights laws and if it is made by a unionized labor force that has the ability to actually collectively bargain. So when I found that there was a T-shirt that was uh, made and with a cotton-grown cut and like sewn in USA by a unionized labor force, specifically the Teamsters, a union big enough to actually, you know, be able to bargain effectively. I was like, great. And then when I saw that they were actually quite affordable compared to a lot of other things in our niche, I was like, even better. So uh, we initially sold out of those Teamster tees up on shop.heddles.com, but we have got more on the way. Uh, that might be there by the time you're listening to this. So if you head on over and uh, pick up a tea, it would help us out uh, incredibly, along with helping out organized labor and supporting, you know, as ethical as we can try to get to manufactured goods. Uh, And as always, you can take 10% off with the code BLOWOUT. So hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, we are going to get into... Some of the things that we had on the site this week, we got some uh, double front jeans. We got some uh, capital linen business. Uh, what else we got there? You said some sandals, Reed? We can talk about some sandals. They're not for everyone. Sandals just aren't for everyone in general. No, no. Uh, especially the way I wear them. Which is how? Often with socks, but not like uh, not like high school football player post-practice like it's not the adolet situation or i guess the banasi if you're a checks over stripes guy um you sometimes like the socks are aggressive but uh i stand by it i'm just imagining a guy that like spends you know a thousand dollars for that look with the uh, uh visvim slides and like some capital socks uh, uh, the, the to look like the <laughs> to look like the high school football player, yeah. <laughs> and then like maybe has some like Rick Owens like shorts and uh, a uh, like tall Rick T, and like that's like a three thousand dollar outfit, but you just look like a <laughs> high school starting football player. Oh, you could really level like you could go with those like Wales Bonner shorts with the crocheted uh, stripe on the side, and yeah, you really really start going for it. It's just it's. Yeah, I don't even know what to call it. What is that? 
elevated locker room. Mm-hmm. Rocking some uh, Christ, some Christos and seventy two count yarns. Was the smiley face on the heel just really mixing metaphors? And that like, do you do you stack logos if you go with the Christos? I feel like if you go with the Visvim sandals, you got to go like with one of their like uh, three pack hundred twenty dollar uh, socks, right? They're solid. They're always solid socks. That's why you pay forty dollars per pair. Uh, clearly, but you you got to keep the logos. I feel like consistent if you're gonna go with the. I could be wrong on this. I don't know. I feel like maybe maybe the young people got to chime in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just imagining like some. Uh, I don't know. Very rich, like half Japanese kid, like going to high school on the first day, like wearing that get up and it being very familiar yet uh completely out of place in a suburban high school it's like that's sort of where i went with that that look was very popular oh yeah I is mean, it still though i mean i, I have no in public idea we used to tie 10 we, years we used to hang our like phones around our neck with a shoelace because that was for some reason the move uh because all the phones had like a little hole on the bottom i just dated myself people are like when did that yeah they flipped um but yeah, I don't know that you can replicate. I mean, I do it all the time where I like look down. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Like this is like the thing that TikTokers are unfortunately gravitating towards where it's like an Aloha and some baggies and they always go with some bad Jordans or vans. I'm still stuck on the Birkenstock train. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those have molded come back to my around feet. again. It was about, 15, 20 years ago that they were really popped off. And I guess I was in middle school at that point. Um, Yeah, I had a pair of Arizonas that uh, wore through the bottom of the heel and did not know about resoling at that point. But uh, now I've got a pair of Bostons that I don't wear. I'm looking at them right now. My Bostons I wear so much that I have worn through it. And instead of resoling it, I just bought a new pair, like the shameless consumer I am. <laughs> Was you wear through the rubber or the cork? Oh, we're, I mean, we're through the suede at this, to the suede at this point. It would have been like a deep sea salvage oh, mission. They can do the it. Upper. They can do it. But like I have started to, to hit the suede because they, well, they wrap, the suede wraps underneath the cork. And so in certain mm-hmm. places and it's just, it's not good. I have a bad gate is the, is the long of it, short of it, the short of it. Mm-hmm. What is that the, is that your like go-to pair of like anytime you're leaving the house or just like walking around home shoes or what's the, I don't, uh, I, I prescribe to the hard shoes off, uh, rule in, in New York city. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen too much on the sidewalks. Can't be tracking that. Yeah. In. Um, I wear them almost all the time during quarantine. I was fast tracking that way before quarantine. They're harder in the winter, but like, that's where we were going just because I've, uh, for as much as I care about clothes, I do not like to work to apply them to my person. So, um, yeah, I wear my Birkenstocks like probably three times a day and the rest of my shoes zero, unless I'm doing something active. Um, 
But yeah, they are worn through to the core at this point. So I just bought a new pair. Ordering from Birkenstock. It was a nice experience. Everywhere else was sold out of my size. Kanye wore them earlier this year and it was heartbreaking. Not because it's a different story. I just knew they were going to start selling out. And I didn't want that to happen. I wanted them to be available to me. I wanted to be able to like shop at not Zappos or through Birkenstock. But I figured uh-huh. between the two, Birkenstock made a little more sense. What? What uh, what model? The Boston. My Arizona. My Arizona's are fine uh, still. Yeah. Uh, the Boston's. I remember passing on the Zurichs when I worked at Union Made, and that always bummed me out. To the point where I bought a pair of sneakers. Is the Zurich the one with the? It's like is the Zurich the one that has the the? It's like an Arizona with the back heel strap. No, it's got the single. It looks like the if they did the Benassi or an Adelette. Like it's like the one strap, wide strap over the top. I bought the sweet coke to satisfy the craving. It has two. It's like almost. I think it might got like a maybe a monk, double monk situation as far as like the way it buckles. I could be making that up entirely. It's a. It is not a soft footbed, so it's not for the faint of heart. Hmm. I completely abandoned my Birkenstocks when. Uh, I got a pair of horaches like from Mexico that were like veg tan leather. Like they cut up my foot and they like I bled for like the first couple weeks to break them in until I eventually like stretched them and just like rubbed them down in Eve's foot oil so they wouldn't hurt anymore. But now that I've conquered them, I feel like uh, I, I can't turn back from them. Not all heroes wear capes. They're like <laughs> they're thick. They are, uh, they're, they were very uncomfortable, but now, yeah, that, and I've got a pair of, uh, Rancourt Ranger mocks that I got like 10 years ago that I am working to wear through the soul, uh, until I can just sort of have that unlocked and like, okay, I did it. I wore through the soul. Now I can think about getting these resold or do something else. Like the menswear Super Mario World 200% equivalent. Yeah. Yeah, that's also the thing with the 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 Boston's is like you're talking about like working to get things on your body. I feel like I constantly had to work on the Boston because like it's that, you know, uh, cover over the front of the foot. And I always had to like bend down and like pick it up because the, the leather would just like fall down and I couldn't just slide my foot into it, Honestly, which is a, like the most inconsequential thing to complain about. But it did like very slightly turn me away from that. Uh, there's a middle so when you first get them wearing them frequently when you first get them they're like starchy enough to sit up and so they're easy and then they go through this middle period where they break in and then you it's a touch and go thing if you got dexterous toes you're in business if you don't i can see your i can see your situation i'm not trying to assume i don't i got short stubby ones but so uh but then if you've done what i've done to them which should be probably considered a crime is in like eight states uh, they get their rigidity back, at least on the sidewall. There's a strategy, as as with all terrible habits, there's like a strategy to continuing it, you know? Um, and I've got it worked out pretty well. I think if, you know, in a panic situation, it's like the second fastest I can get on. There's some like Adidas sock shoes I have, whatever the Aniki replacement was, that are just, it's basically a sock with with a, a sole and then there's some leather. Like on a top. wedge of foam? Yeah, it's... It's great. It's got suede at the toe, so you can't stub it too hard, and then leather at the at the heel. But everything else just is like microfiber sock. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not. It uh yeah. It's yeah, the Aniki, but not. Anikis. It's like the 
It's like the only sneakers that I own for the Anikis. I've got that in like a pair of Vans and running shoes and that's it. It is not the only ones I own. Unfortunately, I have too many of those as well. Um, a constant theme, but it is the only ones I've been wearing during quarantine because I have lost. It's just, it's like Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks qualify for everything here right now. There isn't a situation mm-hmm. you can get yourself into in which someone would look down and be like, not here. You know, like there's not, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's for me, it's just like any low top shoe I want to be able to put on without like bending over. I want to just be able to step into it. If with boots, I can see that I will have to make some effort and I'm I'm there for that. But even still, I've like sort of moved to only doing pull-on like boots that I don't have to lace up like ropers or blundstones. Fair. Yeah, I don't do boots. I was thinking I almost made the blundstone plunge last winter. But I'm short. It's not bad. I have like a pair of Bofin, these Nike ACG things that are, it's like a tire on my foot that I wear in the snow. But it stopped snowing in New York. Uh, that was a weird development a couple of years ago. So it's sneakers. <laughs> sneakers during the winter, Burks during the summer has been the, has been the move. With the sandals occasionally thrown in. Some sweet cokes I have. Mm-hmm. They're good. I recommend them. Yeah, that the the uh, cold weather is sneaking up on us again, or at least not here, because in Denver uh, it is just covered in smoke and ash and uh, hot fire. And yeah, it was like ninety-seven degrees today. But have faith that the cooler weather is coming soon. Um, kids are going back to school for some unhealthy reason. Um, and seeing the change of season is, it's a little bit strange this time around. Cause like, uh, usually back to school sort of signals of like, Oh, the, the seasons are changing. Like fall is the big time for uh, new, uh, product to come in. And when like people, I feel like in the States at least do most of their clothes shopping, but I do not think that is the case this time around. Cause like, as we're talking about people just sitting in their apartments, like wearing basketball shorts, and Birkenstocks if they leave the house. And like, I spend about 90% of my waking hours in a pair of LL Bean shearling moccasins. So I don't really know where people are going with uh, this season for fall. Like, I personally haven't bought a new winter jacket in about five years. And the last one I bought was a used uh, um, CWU 45P like bomber jacket that's, like sort of looks like the MA1, but isn't an MA1 and way cheaper. The last So like I'm unsure. Yeah, it's, like what was the last jacket you bought? It kind of doesn't this year you ever watch a movie or like put on a movie, but then you jump on your phone and start scrolling, and like 35 minutes into the mm-hmm. movie, you're like, yo, I haven't watched any of this. That is what this entire year has felt like for me. Where it's like I'm just like, it is fall, huh? Um, last jacket I bought was i bought that sandy liang fleece two years ago the checker the one with the the leopard on the pocket uh the pink liner that i i got it when it was still women's two four six eight sizing so i can claim that now she sizes it for unisex but i was early enough so i got the number sizing i will take that one down um for the season and a half it's relevant i suppose um you heard it here first 
But uh, no, I I bought this like Woolrich jacket on sale. Uh, same winter, winter of twenty nineteen, I guess. Like, uh, uh, like Woolrich Mainline or um. I don't. I I got it on sale. I was looking like I had this this TSS overcoat that I had gotten for some reward in lieu of bonus at Union Made. Um. I'd gotten this like uh, fly front TSS jacket that I loved to death. And in San Francisco, it was like too warm for any situation. And then I moved here and like New York just laughed at it. And so uh, during that cold snap in February, that February I bought Woolridge has this like down, but not puffy on the outside, the puffy part, like the nupsy puffy part is on the inside, the quilting. And then on the outside, it's just like a Gore-Tex outer. And it's got a little sign that says it's good in negative 60 degrees or some shit. And uh, I have not tested that out, so I'm just going to take their word for it. Hope for the best if we get there. Um, but yeah, I have that thing, and it it wrecks. Like I wear that with a t-shirt in the winter, um, and I'm good to go. I have no idea what it's called, and I'm a nerd about these things. I just like it. I got it like half off, maybe even more. Woolrich has great winter outerwear that aren't like it's in the name. Yeah, they don't. It's not like a there's. I don't think there's wool anywhere on this thing. It's got like storm, storm cuffs. It's just a good. It's a good thing. I uh, I dig it. Yeah, uh, like I basically just alternate between my CW forty five P and I've got an APC like M fifty one um rip from like 10 years ago that's made out of harris tweed that uh lasted way longer than i thought i've got it on mr porter's sale in like 2011 i think it was like fall winter 11 um for like 300 bucks when i was in college which was a lot of money for me at the time but yeah i'm still using it but the liner gave out and i stitched it back together a couple times but uh still fits still works doesn't owe you a dime it's terrible it's terrible in the snow though, because it's Harris tweed on the outside and just like anything wet will just stick to it. This was like when I was in New York and it would be like blowing snow, I would just like get to the the subway platform and I would be there and just like my entire front would be covered like white and I'd have to like, you know, knock it all off on the platform. Um, but the my entire back would be you know totally fine. That's how the TSS, the TSS one, I'll be like peeling like straw wrappers, just being like, how, how is this clinging? Mm. But I don't know what the, uh, the jacket by, if there is going to be a jacket by this season, because like I haven't bought any, I don't think there really is a need for one. Um, But not going to stop us from writing about them. No, I'll be encouraging all of you to be buying them. Um, (laughs) <laughs> some things I definitely am buying myself. Some things I have bought myself. Uh, some things I'm telling you I'm buying and I will not be buying. The jackets will be that. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. I don't want jackets. It's just... It was always like the problem I'd see every store I'd work at was the overinvestment in outerwear. And like I get that outerwear is cool. It's like the home run of the buy. Because you can make, you know, like, between 400 and 1200 whatever maybe more depending on what you're buying on one felt like one sale but 
if it's like 75 in New York on Thanksgiving, like it has been a couple times, you're so screwed. No one's my jacket, like that jacket that I, the Woolrich one, barring any, any bad news, that thing's going to be my jacket for like, I, you know, next five years. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Cannon goose has a line normally outside New York. But I assume those are good jackets, but I will not be finding out. No, those are like a thousand dollars, right? Yeah, they maybe more. There's probably like a diffusion option. I'm sure there is. You know, it's like a like an entry level for six fifty, but it's not waterproof, and it's not even like actual Canada goose. It's like American goose that are, you know, they've had some issues in the past. Like maybe they (laughs) spent a lot of time in Florida when they were younger. Um, the the undercoat hasn't come in. Yeah, that uh, bounced around some. They just get ground up like, like factory farm hamburger. It's like instead of pink slime, you get uh, the like white fluff. Yeah, that's the like that's the diffusion. I assume. Um, yeah, the outside mm-hmm. is like waterproof up to one foot. Um, <laughs> up to foot. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see what folks are releasing. Cause like, even still like brands now had the time to figure out like what is going to happen. Like before they started doing fall production, or at least most of them did to like get orders in. Cause a lot of them were caught like completely sideways, uh, in spring, summer in March, April. Cause they already had everything in production. Um, You've talked to a few brands and it doesn't seem like they're slowing down all that much, even though, uh, yeah, who's going to be buying outerwear right now of like, you know, a lot of kids aren't going back to college. A lot of kids aren't going back to school. People aren't going back to their jobs. Like clothes aren't as important as they once were. It seems. Yeah. Just like cars aren't as important. That's what I tell myself every single time. I'm just like frothing at the mouth over something online. Clothes aren't important. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I guess it's like it's like brands like Entire World. I don't know if you read that New York Times. I did read that one, and uh, Scott Sternberg, our our once and our once and current king, apparently uh, of men. He work. has a really great publicist. He, though, I mean, I think he he has to be doing some of that stuff himself. Like, it's just there's too many similarities. Like, he's just he's good at the he's good at the branding game. But and he does have a fantastic publicist, but like it makes sense that they're shooting their like I was trying when I worked on the floor at Union Made, everyone would be like they'd look at some of this like whether it was like from like national or um national sportswear or some of like the more expensive Chamala crew necks, or we had an Anatomica hoodie that I still own and love. And people would be like, man, $200 for a hoodie. And it's like, that's like admittedly expensive. I'm not going to try to defend it outright. As a salesperson though, I would always be like, yo, but like, how much do you wear? How often do you wear like your fun, nice shirt? And it's like five, six times a year, maybe 12 if you're wearing it once a month. And folks would be willing to spend $250 on that in store. And then they'd balk at $200 for a sweatshirt they'd be wearing every day. And I'd be like, you can wear that mm-hmm. six days a week and then like wash it on the seventh and it's fine because you're not wearing it all day. 
And like, that is something that you should actually be investing in. Now, granted, I'm the dude who like swears by Uniqlo hoodies because they just make them better in my opinion for me. But um, I also do that. But I think that he managed to like have the perfect value proposition at a time like this where it's not absurdly expensive, but it's more, more money than what's a hoodie run. Like 80 like, bucks. I was going to say like 80 between 85 and 125. I think maybe that's like what the sweats are. But like they're expensive enough to make you think that you're buying something that's like, and you are, that's better than your normal like Gilded or Walmart, like whatever that is, you know, for the loom sweatpants, mm-hmm. which I also stand by. But um, it's not prohibitively expensive and they got like the nice name. I don't know. It makes so much sense though that they are popping off because I think people do want to like, you know, people be shopping, but like, I think they want to be buying clothes in some capacity. Like the brands I like can't keep stuff on the shelves. I've been trying to buy stuff from 18 East, like all, all spring or summer. And that stuff just moves. Like it's gone in 10 minutes, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, the people that are buying that stuff are like never people that didn't have a disposable income and are also now seeking retail therapy probably more than they were in the past. And they aren't spending money like on going out anymore. That's uh, where hopefully my, that's where my calculation has sort of come in. It's like, I have not been, it's not like I've ramped up the shopping. I've, it's definitely like toned down, but it's, I've still bought some stuff this season and, uh, a lot of it was cause based. Like, um, I definitely donated outright to a whole bunch of places, but there were a bunch of brands that did some great merch with that. I had a hundred percent of proceeds. Uh, like the brain dead blood orange tea was really good. Look studios over here in Bushwick, uh, had a really good one that I grabbed. Um, yeah, I, it's like, I, I can't imagine someone buying like a suit right now. I bought that Uniqlo easy suit right before all this happened. That was smart. I literally never wear Mm -hmm. that again or wear it even for the first time, but yeah, it's, it's that seems like the, if people are going to buy anything, it's like a sweatsuit, like big army, tr- army yeah. hammer tracksuit hours here in quarantine. Yeah. As I was telling you earlier, like the, the, uh, pants that have gotten the most use for me are a pair of snow peak, like Merino wool sweats that have like the built in like belt with, uh, elastic waist and patch pockets. And, uh, I have no idea how to wash them without, entirely ruining them so i just soak them in a little bin in my shower and that seems to work and other than that i wear these like cheap uh basketball shorts i got from my friend who while he was in the army um and then hoodie wise i do have a really good uh real mccoy's baseball sweat loop wheeled one it's absolutely perfect i've only washed it like maybe six or seven times and i bought it in like 2012 13, I want to say it was like when they were at inspiration in the States and uh, you can buy all their stuff for way, way less than retail. This is like a $225 sweatshirt that I got, I think for like 70 or 80 bucks. It's well worth the money, even at 225. But uh, the other hoodie that I wear is one from like my uh, sophomore year of high school cross country. That is just like the cheapest hoodie that they could possibly put their hands on and like stamp like Arapaho warrior cross country on it. <laughs> but I still love that hoodie. It still fits me. It's cut really short in the body. It fits really well. Like the, uh, just the, the shaping of it was, was really well done. 
Yeah, you can't you can't knock silhouette. There's like there's just a couple things. Like there's two Uniqlo hoodies that I've had for a few seasons now that have holes in the exact same spot on the elbow. And I just like don't care. I'm just like, yeah, like I, I was wearing it to the office before this all happened. I it's just like the fit's perfect. Um so yeah, that's the I've been wearing like none of my pants have a fixed waistband except for one pair of jeans um and like a pair of digawell slacks that i have uh so my wardrobe was pretty nimble that being said i think really i've worn like one pair of gray new york easy pants they're navy blue the brand is gray uh and then a pair of the Barena orangas that I always wear, but otherwise just the same khaki sweatpants sized up like three times are my favorite sweatpants of all time. They're the greatest. Yeah, I haven't had the same khaki ones. Free ad. Good things. Yeah. Um, you talking about Union Made, like, and their their fits? Or no, sorry, not Union Made, uh, Uniqlo. Um, and their fits, it's just like. I feel like a lot of people, you know, dismiss mass produced things like that and just like, oh, they like don't have any soul and it's just sort of like cheap and but like the product is cheap, but like more money went into developing that product than into the entire line of like any brand that we actually care about. I never um, thought about it like that. It is it's sort of like a thing of like people dismiss um like fast food a lot, where like fast food is is gross and like bad in a lot of ways, but I find it fascinating as like a commodity product is like any um, new menu item, like that comes out of McDonald's or Taco Bell or something like tens of millions of dollars <laughs> of research went into creating this like dollar 79, like thing of meat and carbs. Oh, I, I try every single time they've got it like Taco Bell in particular, a promotional item. Like it, I'm usually within seven days. Within seven days of have you, have of you had the grilled cheese burrito? It's okay. I like it. Okay. I think it's really great. I've I've had it multiple times. Yeah, I I'm like a very much a loaded griller devotee. I'll just buy like four of them, so it's hard to get me off that spot. But yeah, no, I tried the the and I also tried the quesarito, which was good. Also, uh, I think this is better than the quesarito. To be honest, it's. Uh... I don't know, just the way that they actually get the good like crunch on the outside of that cheese is like it's basically a burrito for people that haven't had it. It's a burrito that they have like rice and like meat and cheese sauce and like they put tortilla chips on the inside for some reason and then it's on a tortilla and then they like burn cheese onto the outside. It's it's glorious. It's it is good. It's good. It's like I I mean, yeah, I always try a new a new menu item because like you said it's like this has gone through the ringer <laughs> they don't want they don't they don't do flops Although, i was very disappointed was one of my other favorite things at taco bell uh was the spicy potato soft taco which is gone there's no more spicy potato soft taco which was a great thing for a vegetarian friend that wanted to go eat at Taco Bell that, or I made go eat at Taco Bell. That's gone. We thought that was like a weird New York city thing for some reason, because we tried to order it outside of New York. My sister's a vegetarian and I was with her and she like, just like walked up confidently during like, she was like, yeah, I'll get the talk. And they're like, what are you talking about? Potato taco. 
But that was no. That the potato was- taco is so legit. Like if I just had those potatoes like at a fancy like breakfast or brunch place, just like on the side with my order, I would have been like, these are incredible uh, hash browns or you know, uh, home fries. I would come back here just for these. But it was in a it was at every Taco Bell and available for like a dollar thirty. Were they crispy potatoes? Huge loss. They were crispy potatoes. God, that they just amazing. had like little cubed up potatoes that I think they used Yukon Golds. They just like dumped them in the fryer, covered them in paprika and salt. They had like a spicy mayo and some cheese and lettuce they put on top of it and put it in a little tortilla. Yeah, it sounds like classic Taco Bell Ugh. playbook. I'm into that. Where is this country going? I mean, if That's, we let Taco uh, Bell guide us. Yeah. See, this is the the thing of like demolition man. Taco Bell wins the food wars. Like, uh, well, Taco Bell's one the of the only things place that I was just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna throw some Fritos into your burrito. Enjoy it." Yeah, like they've been on a an up and like an upswing ever since the Doritos Locos Taco. No one and uh, they are the healthiest fast food chain, and they are the most environmentally friendly because this was a thing that like they're like beef. Um, like they have in most of their things that they were making that with like 30% soy fillers, <laughs> like doing that before it was cool just because it was cheap. Cause it's like actually healthier for you and better for the environment. And it's cheaper. This is like the classic win, win, win. Taco Bell also, I feel like is like, could be argued to be in the Supreme Pantheon as far as collabs are concerned. Like the, their work with just the Frito-Lay corporation as a whole has been staggering. Between the the Doritos Locos, the the, the uh, deployment of the Hot Fritos, um, there are more, correct? Don't they use? There's been more than. Oh, yo! Have you done breakfast at Taco Bell? I can't bring myself to do the like taco. Treat where the yourself. Egg is the shell? Treat yourself. Just do it one time. Play like you got to play in the mud. You're you're not gonna come. You're gonna come out. You're gonna want a shower. <laughs> That's they, they it kind of, like it says it on the receipt. It's like you'll make sure you do this at home because you will want to shower. But yeah, the crunch but the receipt becomes see through as soon as you touch it from all the grease. Yeah, you. it's like the the Simpsons episode when Homer's rocking a moo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, if you do that, but you also got to do the crunch wrap, the breakfast crunch wrap, because that is uh, they've replaced the tortilla with a hash brown. And it is like it's just phenomenal. Okay, that sounds incredible. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. Like I, I say less, you know. Yeah. Hey, this was one of my big disappointments being in New York when I lived there. Is like Taco Bells are few and far between. You you it missed the golden the age apps. You missed the golden age apps. First off, I live in Bushwick. We have we're fully re- like representation in all manners is great in Bushwick, but like I, I live depending on how you want to triangulate it. I live in either the Popeye's triangle or the white castle triangle, which is mm. just, I live in the center of both. They're just different triangles. It's, I guess it's a little, I know those triangles, a little star of Davidy, uh, which fits myself. Um, but no, the, the apps have just gone into a full competitive mode and at every other restaurant, like you're going to get hit with like a $3 service fee, $1 delivery charge, which is just a $4 delivery charge. But because all those places are in competition with each other, they just eat it. So like Uber Eats will deliver to you for menu price. It's fantastic. Oh, 
Yeah, man, this is uh, wealth redistribution at the massive scale because it's just Silicon Valley like subsidizing people eating fast food. It's it's bananas. I guess I'm just like openly advocating for terrible like or, or uh, employer employer practices in the gig economy right now. Um, but I don't know what else to do. Yeah. This is where we're at, you know. It's mm-hmm. like I try not to order. By the way, for whatever it's worth, the fast food too much, especially because New York we got fast food on every corner. Like bodega food is mm-hmm. better and cheaper. So this is true. And it's just so hard to cook for yourself there. Cause your kitchen is tiny. The groceries are expensive and you have to carry everything. And it's like, uh, New York is like the one place in the States where it is less cost effective to cook for yourself than it is to, uh, get restaurant food. My turkey sandwich is $3 and 50 cents. If it's on a roll and my bacon, egg and cheese is $3. And when people are like, that's too much, like they're like, that's not enough. Or that's, too little i'm like you are you're not looking hard enough because you just gotta mm-hmm. like every every bodega will go lower you just gotta find it mm-hmm. like i'm sure there's one that you i read at yaffa deli yaffa where's that uh that's on fulton and uh like vanderbilt i know the area well in fort green i don't know they do or at least when i was there like the chopped cheese was two dollars and fifty cents yes, and they did fried about. chicken for they did uh the fried chicken was like a dollar 25 a piece see i yeah i'm into that the mine uh great land deli which used to have crudely drawn south park characters on the outside um they painted over i was greatly disappointed but they have a wing special where they'll just let you pick out the six wings they'll fry up to like you point to them it's a three dollar wing special but like they'll be like wow. which wings and you and you have to point them out. You it's like when you're uh, you at a, like a fancy seafood restaurant With where the you lobster. point out the the lobster. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same vibe. Similar that one. Similar idea. Lively. Although I did, um, I will say, I ordered a turkey, bacon, cheese, like lettuce, whole bunch of stuff the other day, and I got home and it was just like a whole bunch of turkey bacon on a roll. And I realized that I talked too fast and mumble. They just gave you me. You wanted turkey and bacon, not yeah, no, turkey bacon. I didn't get the comma. The The implied comma was not mm-hmm. picked up. You win some, you lose some. Crucial. It's happened to me before when Crucial. I was, when I was uh, in a less sober state very late where I went and ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, which, I mean, it's 24 hours at Girdle's open, except you have like a half hour window between 3 and 3.30 that they shut it off. But I order this thing. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. but who am I to judge um, get home bagel and cream cheese and realize that bacon, egg and cheese and bagel and cream cheese. If you are inebriated enough, sound identical. Mm-hmm. Win some, you lose some. <laughs> it's the motto here. You know, I had win some bakery mm-hmm. earlier today. Speaking of, nice. if you haven't ever had that one, if y'all are in New York, now we just made this a Brooklyn podcast. So congratulations for tuning in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything ends up coming back to there. It is uh I'm gonna, we'll I'm gonna try it. to steer us back to close. Good luck. Uh we will probably end back there, but uh why don't you talk a bit about double knee denim, which was the uh focus of this week's five plus one. Um 
which Charlie puts together every week. He has been cranking these out for like five years. He's a machine. Like his product knowledge is constantly mind blowing for me. And got five options here for double knee denim, which just as a concept is very interesting to me because like the the whole thing about double knee jeans is or double knee pants in general is that you're like on your knees so much like as a plumber or like a mechanic or some other like blue collar job that you blow out the knees of your uh, pants first before you like you know blow out the crotch or anything else so the idea of putting it on like expensive repro workwear is difficult for me Cause like I maybe this is just me because I've only ever blown out the knee in like two pairs of jeans and that was after I blew out the crotch maybe fifteen times. Is it and like is it the, more the, or less useful than strapping a pair of spurs on like a Jordan One high? I'd say slightly more useful. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Maybe on the Jordan one, you would at least make some like neat sounds as you're walking around scraping the concrete. We're going to try to get less. (laughs) But yeah, it's just like the the concept of that we see a lot of just like vestigial workwear, um, where it's things that were designed for a specific person to help someone in a job, but like sort of don't mean anything when they're put in a pair of skinny jeans. I don't know. It just sort of feels weird to me. I think like the, the grease point workwear ones in here, those are the only ones that sort of like pull the look off, I think. But uh, it's odd. It's like these Oni ones are like just straight up low rise, uh, like tapered pants with contrast panels like stitched on the front. And it just, it looks strange to me. And I just sort of wanted to, I guess, interrogate that topic a little bit of, other things that we do in our sub niche where they're designed to include like features from workwear that used to help people that like needed them that have now become sort of useless in modern application or only sort of like accoutrement that um, are designed purely for design sake and have sort of lost the like form fits function ideology that I think a lot of us like to tell ourselves that we're doing when we by workwear yeah it's like Um, that one's a harder one like if you're just buying a nice pair of oni jeans you're sitting there being like i'm gonna break these in these will last a long time the fade will be cool like that's where the upcharge is coming in i feel like if you're buying the double knees it's harder to be like and this is why they got these (laughs) these knees but that's i mean I think because I like them is like a totally valid reason to want any detail inclusion except for excessive epaulets. But like, that's a personal thing. <laughs> I believe in no epaulets ever. And, uh, that APC jacket I was talking about, it has epaulets and that's one of the few things that I, uh, I dislike about it. Although you can shove like a beanie in the epaulet, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure like there are people that do My it well. Notice. Daniel Craig seems to always wear jackets that look okay. Like and I like I'm like yeah, that's no, not for me. Uh, Melania had a lot of them on her jacket last night. Had some like real like Central America, like dictator from the '80s vibes happening. Um, but mm. yeah, I, it's weird to understand. I guess like 
like I said, like I'm, I'm all for liking it. It's just like, I also have a hard comfort policy, like make these more comfortable. Um, so I guess I'm not a candidate for like any of these cause they're raw and I just stopped doing that. Um, I just, I did. I was like, I was wearing a pair of Chamala. I did a little bit. <laughs> you know, like I was wearing these Chamala rinsed ones a while back and I was just like, man, I don't, I don't want to do the work I, at all. Like I can't, I can't bring myself. And then I found the luxury of woven pants with elastic waistbands and I wear everything big anyway. So it hides the waistband. And so it's like, I can't even get called on it. It's a mess. I I've just become like an over-reliant over comfort. I'm pampered. So, but yeah, I, I don't understand on, on the only ones in particular. Why they go so high. So high? Is that I think that the like the, the rise on those is relatively low. No, no, no. I'm talking about the patch. We got like an inch between pocket. And oh the yeah, patch. the patch. Yeah. It just seems excessive. Yeah, they're very high. Like when I was Whereas, like all the other ones, the like patch stops like right at the uh at like the crotch at like the bottom of the fly. Where these are that is the weird thing. That that is a good eye there. It just it just shoots some. It's like when you're a little kid. I when I used to draw my E's and I wouldn't stop doing the lines, the horizontal lines, until I got to the bottom for the vertical one. It just seems like they ran hmm. it until the pocket. They're like, oh shit, we're at the pocket. Yeah, we got to stop. And it would have made more sense, I think, like if it had gone all the way to the pocket Honestly, and sort of been yeah. included there, because then like, as I do blow out that part of my jeans somewhat frequently. Is of just like keeping a phone or like change in the coin pocket or something or like, uh, you know, putting my thumbs in my pockets like as a tick. The, um, the position but, also. But yeah, it doesn't do anyone any good there. It also kind of frames the the groin. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like it looks like. Uh, they uh, look like chaps. Yeah, chaps or like ergonomic lines on a model. Like, like it looks like. They're like drawing like the boxer lines, you know. Like I don't even know. They're goofy. Sorry, Oni. I, mm -hmm. I, Oni, you're great. You're dope. I mean no disrespect. These just oh, they make amazing fabric, and like a lot of their other cuts work. But just like these, I don't understand. The back pockets too on this poor guy are running into the middle of his thigh. They start at a funny place. Mm -hmm. Like that that pocket is not efficient. I don't know. There's. I, I know we're doing a good job of, of describing this, but. Uh, hey, they're on the website. Go to heddles.com. Get us some ad revenue. Yeah. Order them. We got the points. Points of the package. Um, mm. Yeah. Eternals look a little more normal. Yeah. Now, see, they got. They, I think it's because they, they went with the uh, tonal stitching. They also though have the reverse. I oh, know wait, they didn't even go. They do have contrast stitching. Yeah, no, they got the reverse problem though, where the knee patch goes so low that it kind of looks like uh, <laughs> they're wearing shorts in 2002 and they're just like triple X and they go almost to the top of their socks. Like that's yeah. what I'm learning is that knee patch stuff is hard. Like uh, 18 East hit it out of the park. Everyone loves those knee patch ones that uh, Antonio did, and they're great. They really are good. Um, if I didn't own an, a genuinely obscene and embarrassing number of pants, I probably would have been in the market for them. 
Um, they sold out in like two minutes, so I didn't also want to build up hope. But I think those run like literally the entire length of the pant. Those doubles, what, the eighteen east ones, or almost no, they don't. I'm a, I'm terribly mistaken, but they are proportionate. They got like six inches above, six inches below, eight inches, eight inches. I don't know exactly. I'm doing it off off a screen, but they're completely tonal too. They just had the sashiko stitching. I don't know. That to me is like that's the double knee if you're not doing the traditional Carhartt. But I mean, I guess now is the time to buy it, right? Everyone's pretending like Lowe's is up 70% revenue wise. People are doing homework. I just don't know why you'd be like, yeah, let me go, let me go out and buy some some rugged denim to do this work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Carhartt double fronts like look much more natural than I think anything on this list. Um, but maybe it's just because like I'm used, we're so used to seeing them. Whereas like the first time I saw like Carhartt uh, double fronts, I was like, that's weird. Why does someone have double pants? Yeah, kids used to skate them all the time, which makes a ton of sense because we blow out our knees all the time. Um, and they were so reasonable. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. When I was in school in Maine, yeah, they were. A lot of Mainers wore them too, which made sense because a lot of them were like lobster men that were pulling in like lobster traps like into the boat uh, up against their uh, their bodies every day over and over and over again. And I'm sure that abraded their clothes a lot. Yeah, that seems legit. Can you think of any other like just, as you said, like the vest, like the vestigial workwear stuff? Like, I mean, obviously there's a whole bunch. Everything came from like, you know, every chore coat that, that we wear for not chores, I understand. But like, can you think? Mm-hmm. But pockets are universally useful. It's the same with like painter's pants. Like having the the loop is you can figure like that probably out. Probably a vestige. Yeah. But like, I've used that before for when like I'm doing things that require a hammer or tools to be like worn, and I don't want to like carry a tool chest and I don't have a tool belt. And it's just like, oh, these actually work. But that's maybe like three percent of the time that I wear those pants. Yeah, but you know you can. That's the important thing. At any yeah, at any can, moment's notice, you not... could find a hammer and you could take that hammer with you to your next location and be completely unencumbered by its presence. True. And I feel like that knowledge is is freedom, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to an extent to somebody. Um, yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Like buckle backs, those are useful. Yeah, those still have a function. Like, uh, I know that there's like, there's, there are things that I'm like, I don't need this ever, but I, I just can't think of it. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a thing that you you sort of encounter a lot of like, what, what level does it devolve into cosplay? And as you said, like, if you like it, that's a good reason to have it. But if it's a thing of like, oh, I like it because it's useful, like. On this, there is a limited use for it unless you're actually using it for its intended purpose, in which case, like, why are you going to buy a $300 pair? Yeah. No, I, it's, uh, I've always been, like, full stop, just the reason you should own it is because you like it. You know, like, even if you need it, you should like it, whatever it is. Like, if you need a suit, find a suit you like, hopefully that you love. Um, and that's, like, really the only rule. 
that I can that I can come up with on that one. Um, but I it would always drive me crazy when when people would be like, oh yeah, like no, I like this because it's got like like people would do this like North Sea clothing, these like thick ass sweaters we used to sell all the time. And they'd be like, yeah, no, like I really like it. Like, you know, they've been like tested on a boat in the middle of like Iceland. And it's like, yeah, but like, are you gonna be seafaring in this garment? Like you could just say you like the the sweater that's a completely valid reason i think if you're talking about quality absolutely you can bring up the the reason you know or the testing per- but it's like i think that just or at least in my mind like just being like i really like the color i like the cut and i like the way it fits are are great reasons and if you like the design detail that double mm-hmm. knee like i'm all for it there's certain things that i've gotten into here's one like i really love the and i climb in one of my pairs but i love the orso climbing pan i like i was i think i have four pairs of these pants i got my first pair in 2015 and i had like a pair a year basically is what it's come out to um and they're just they're a complete rip off a climbing pan like the gourmichi but with a little bit more of a taper and they've got a gusset and like a crotch gusset and also a gusset and they don't in, change every year uh, no they it's not like you know that this is the same like and they don't even really do new fabrics like the bureau belt fast does a couple special orders every year i don't know how they pulled that off but like i bought a couple pairs through them i think like two pairs of typewriter cloths through them and then i have a pair of cords that i would net like um and then a pair of denim ones that were the first ones and um yeah like the crotch gusset is completely useless like there isn't no moment when like my range of mobility is necessary unless I'm climbing, you know, it's not, mm. it's not a big deal, but I also, what's funny is what it does to the silhouette. I appreciate. And I like sometimes miss in other pants when I'm not wearing it. It, it does. Sense. It does like uh, make it less likely that the crotch is going to blow out. Right. There's like less abrasion. It's reinforced. Yeah. There's less abrasion. It's reinforced. It also just sits differently. So like the friction is, it, like the friction points are different i'm assuming as well like when you're sitting like because mm-hmm. it, it just sits lower like it is a drop crotch but it's a drop crotch with intent i guess is how i'll justify it as a 30 something year old um but and like the beretas are the same way they don't have a gusset in but they have a super long rise so they kind of have like a dropped crotch uh vibe to them and it's like, I don't need that much room in those, but I miss aesthetically. So I could see someone who like just got into the double knees being like, well, I love jeans and I don't have jeans that have double knees. I want more many jeans that like, I can, I can wear in my body at one time. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to, there's, there's been like instances, like it happened to me with like sweaters kind of recently where like, I got super hyped on just like having like like jacquard like jacquard knit patterns like patterns knit into the sweaters and it was just like man i need a couple more of these and it's like well now you got them reed congratulations you've got a problem but i like that would probably be the person who's in the market for that but those like seem as about as useless as any uh any addition is the expensive like the over Mm -hmm. the the expensive raw denim double knee joint Mm-hmm. yeah it makes me think of like a, there's a whole bunch of other vestigial details and a lot of other classic fashion of like penny loafers or like even like the bottom button or the cuff buttons on like a lot of suit jackets there's just no need to have those that they, they're they're literally useless especially the ones on the cuff 
that don't have like they aren't buttonable they're just there yeah right the functioning the fun we used to that was when i was in my product copy days i would shout out a functioning buttonhole on the cuff like like it was breaking news just like bulletin this cuff works not that you'll roll it up it's really nice when the cuff works you could it's again it's in the realm that it's freedom you need to perform an emergency appendectomy on the bus and uh you don't have time to take your jacket off roll up them sleeves and rock yeah no my uh you just pull your hammer out of your painter pant loops (laughs) get to work and your box cutter and you're good to go I have a TSS, a couple TSS blazers that have the functioning cuffs and also the uh, ticket pocket, which is very uh, useful in today's. Ticket pockets are great. Love ticket pockets. It's TSS rocks. They put a ticket pocket on like every piece of semi formal out of where they do. Um, those crack me up because those have. I mean, they do have a function because, like you said, it's a pocket. Like I can always find shit to put in a pocket. Yeah. Um, I'll take every pocket I can get. Yeah, I, I get a little pissed off when, like, the Kickstarter, I can fit 12 iPads in a sweatshirt. It's just, like, I, who think good? Awesome. Like, are you flipping iPads? Why do you need to hold this much shit on you? But, yeah, I don't turn down a pocket by rule. Um, what do you think about, like, the, uh, the rise of the fishing and photographer's vest with that are just pocketed to high hell? Oh, I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's it's cool. Like it is uh until they like come out with specifically fishing things, like if they have like the bit of fuzz for like fishing flies on the uh on the chest. And it's a thing is like my dad's really into fly fishing and it's a thing that like I try to do with him like every five years and I just can't get into it. That I like literally like every five years since I was about ten, I was like, nah. same for me. I like being outside, I like being with my dad. I like uh, being near a body of water. I hate tying and untying knots, and that that's literally all this is. There's Yeah, there's a lot of – I feel like there's a few impasses you've reached there. The, fishing has had a moment in, in New York this during quarantine. It's like one of the like only in things – in the city? Yeah, people – I just see a lot of people fishing. I feel like it had – Like in Prospect Park or like down yeah, at Coney Pros- Island or Prospect. what? There's like decent fishing at the Rockaways. I guess Staten Island's got a bunch of good spots. Connecticut has some really good rivers that are easy to get to. Uh, I do not think there, uh, or I do think there's some connection. Like, uh, I don't know where it falls on the causation and correlation between the rise of South to West eight and also the only focus, only New York focus on fishing. Um, But also probably because people aren't working and fishing is meditative and this hellscape that we live in it's got to be nice just to like sit in a river and be like yo if i don't catch anything this was a victory because i was fishing the point of fishing is to go fishing i wish there were more things like that like i talked to some of my friends who go fishing and i'm like catch anything and like they just smile and they're like nope and i'm like man everything i do is results-based hmm yeah i did that for a brief period in college when i was in maine as i would go fishing never caught anything i tried to go ice fishing fishing once completely unprepared did not realize how thick the ice was and how difficult it is to break like 16 inches of ice it's really a can opener you can't do it with a tire iron oh 
right, like, right, really right. unprepared. Uh, didn't right. work. I can't do fishing. No, very unprepared. When I was a kid, I didn't get the fish off the hook in time. And it was like, it was, I probably should have spoken to someone about it. It was the, it was a mm-hmm. tough moment for me. Didn't handle it well. Yeah, that was also my experience was like I was fishing with my dad when I was about five and like I hooked one and I reeled it in and I'd gotten the fish like in the side of its body. And my dad was like, oh, wow, this one's not going to make it. And just like whipped out a pocket knife instantly, like slit its throat, fish blood everywhere. And I was traumatized, like ran off into the woods. Uh, you got bambied. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with my dislike fishing. You got bambied. Yeah. But speaking of the vests, like I have a um, C1 uh, like flight vest from World War II, like that era, oh, yeah. which I think is just like one of the coolest vintage items that I've got. It was like this survival vest that um, if you got shot down and had to like parachute out, uh, instead of wearing a backpack with all the stuff that you needed to survive, it was just this vest that had like 12 pockets on it. And in each pocket, like, had a specific, like, survival thing of, like, this one has rations. Like, this one has cigarettes. This one has a, like, fishing kit. This one has a gun. This one has bullets. This one has, like, uh, like, first aid uh, kit. I I think one of them specifically had gum. And and the the vest, like, has printed on it. Yeah, and it has, like, specifically printed on it, like, Oh, and this pocket is where you have your like fishing line, and this pocket is where you have your chewing gum. It used to be great when I went to uh, to the trade shows because I could be like, "Oh, this one has my high chews. This one has my business cards. This one has my stickers." <laughs> it's just like, oh god, the, the the person that like this vest was issued for is like probably rolling over. But just hey, you know. reduce, reuse, recycle. It's uh, yeah. That, va- that valor ain't going to live itself, you know? Hey, it's David again. Reed had to go to the bathroom, so I'm just using this as an opportunity to tell you to buy a Teamster tea again at shop.heddles.com using the code BLOWOUT for 10% off. Going to love it. Okay, bye-bye. We'll get back to the show now. Think this might be a good time to head into PR, Plob? Sounds good to me. I think we've got like an hour or a little okay. more under our belt. I don't think we hit capital, but we yeah. got we got to good organic stuff anyway. That was just a guide. I think we did too. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna get a little segment uh, I like to call PR plop, where we get a lot of PR emails from a uh, variety of PR flacks throughout the industry wanting us to feature their stuff. And uh, I like to go through and pull out one that I think is particularly interesting. So uh, this week we got Matt Bomer, where's Taft? Uh, exclamation point, which is a press release about uh, apparently today, Matt Bomer, the actor, uh, best known from the Magic Mike series. Thank you, Reed. Uh, was, went and volunteered at a, uh, the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank yesterday wearing shoes from Taft. The actor was photographed with fellow volunteers wearing the sneaker in stripes. $198, taftclothing.com. For more info, please contact press at blah, blah, blah. Sneaker so and the Stripes, focus the product this... name? Yes, yeah, Sneaker and Stripes, which is uh, from Taft, which is like the DTC like footwear company. That uh, They sent a press release specifically for you know this, this guy who's a great actor, but like not a huge name celebrity, wore their shoes 
uh, while volunteering at a food bank and getting photographed, which I don't know. I don't think I've ever received a press release for something this trivial before. I mean, great for Matt Bomer that he's out uh, helping people uh, who are in need and more and more people are going hungry right now. If you can donate to a food bank, uh, it's uh, just that he's wearing these shoes and they don't even have a link to like the, the food bank to donate. Um, just to the shoes. It's just, just the shoes. And it is uh, also raised some ideas in me of like, this could be a great time for, uh, for celebrities that want to be photographed doing charitable things, but don't necessarily want to do them. That this, I'm not putting any like shade at Matt Bomer. I'm sure he was there actually uh, handing out food. Accidentally but wore some tabs and want... now he got brought into this whole mess. <laughs> yeah. But it could be a thing though. If you have someone that like kind of looks like you, you know, everyone in these photos is wearing a face mask. If like you kind of looked like George Clooney, you could put on a face mask and like go, or, or if you are George Clooney, you could hire someone to do something for you. Uh, that is charitable while you sit at home and, you know, uh, keep binge watching and eating smoothies. I like you so, just send them from your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just send them from your home and you just can't go out and do anything at the same time. I guess you just mask up, go glasses, real incognito mode. And yeah. In the time of quarantine, I feel like they're probably regretting naming this, the sneaker in stripes now. Like I, I feel it's a like very silly name. I feel like yeah, like it's like the car in red by Kia, you know. Like I, <laughs> I feel like they would be like, oh, man, Lady in red. Man, we should have named this something other than the car. Like I, I really, I, there's two things I got to say about brands that drive me crazy, and one, I forgive because enough people do it that it's just like, if I let out, it all get to my head, it wouldn't work. But it's when they do the name of the person. As like like they'll do like the the David shirt and the Reed shirt, and it's like there's no indication as to whether they're they're doing this because uh, they know the person or if they're just like you know what this looks like an Earl shirt we're gonna call it the Earl shirt and by the way these are the Kyle trousers like that sh- that shit just drives me crazy because like hey what if you don't like someone with the name like then you're out you don't want to buy like like the Steve, the Steve jacket, if you don't like Steve. But the other thing is when someone's like, yo, this is the pant. This is the sneaker. It's just like, yo, man, you're mm-hmm. tiny little DTC. Like, just like, let's just slow your roll. I bet it's a good sneaker. It looks like the superstar. I'm not even trying to shade Taft, but like the audacity, the sneaker. Come on. Mm-hmm. What does your sneaker the do? One and only sneaker. Yeah, come on. The sneaker in stripe. It's like that's Adidas, my guys. Mm-hmm. And I agree. The only things that should be named after like first names like that are sandwiches. And 100% they should be agree. named after after regulars who continue to order that same thing. Especially because you learn something about that person. Like in San Francisco, there's this radio host named Damon Bruce, and his sandwich at Ike's is like two mozzarella sticks, a few onion rings and brisket. And it's just like, yo, Damon Bruce gets down. Like I know that by his sandwich. That sounds really good. It's fantastic. You have to take a nap. It's not like a, Oh, I'll get this on my lunch break sandwich. It's like, it's Saturday, it's 2 PM and I have nothing else to do for about 24 hours. But yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. with you. Sandwiches should be named 
or like just food orders in general, like the action Bronson fries at Federoff's in Brooklyn are fantastic. Just like a Philly cheesesteak on top of French fries. It's a life goal of mine to have a food item named after me at a, you know, place of business that I, I do not own. What about just like a Jean? <laughs> it's a David Jean. That's much more accessible and wouldn't need <laughs> nearly as much to me. <laughs> I want it to be like some nachos or like a breakfast burrito would probably be the most on brand for me. See, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's where you want the name to apply. Like all of a sudden we're, le- we're learning infinitely more about you than like what cut of gene you like i I just always i'm like yo is it the name of the fit model like is this your brother-in-law who you're just trying to ingratiate yourself with a little bit like he doesn't like you so like yeah your shirt after him say that i am guilty of what you're talking about because when we made the jaws hat like the the name of it is literally the quint cap but that's because it's named after the character from the movie that we ripped the the hat design from a little different like at least at least a little bit at least there's there's some reasoning behind it like if you went nap like if you did the smalls cap and it looked like the one that benny the jet rodriguez gave smalls in the sandlot like fine like that's that to me is like whatever you know like or the benny the jet like the benny cap or something like that's identifiable that's universal like i just like like i said like what if Steve is an asshole. I want to, you know, like, what mm-hmm. if Steve has an HR investigation open against him at his tech company? I don't want, I don't want that in my, I don't want that These in my are life. His pants. Yeah. Like, it's like, what if they're good pants? They last me for a few years. It's like, every time I look at him, I think about Steve. Sorry, Steve. Any Steve's yeah. out there. You were just like, you were genuinely the first one. Stephen A. Smith was talking on my television before we started this. Steve in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the sneaker and stripes isn't really, I mean, it has stripes, but it's more herringbone than it is stripes. And it's like, it's like a, a rug stripes. It's not like you don't look at it and think stripes. Like I look at it and think rug. I think, uh, Mexicali blues. They also make the sneaker in rows. Yeah. Mexicali blues is definitely closer. The red, the red paisley, which is just a knock on the ones that do their mez scarves. Those ones are cool. Not for me, but cool. They got gray stripes. That looks like a duet cover. Tapped. I'm sorry. I mean, you guys aren't listening to this, but I'm sorry. Sponsor the pod. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the sneaker. Oh, I know Taft now. They yeah, do a lot of influencer they, sponsorships. They do do a lot of influencer sponsorships, which is probably why they're. Uh, Reaching out via their PR firm about Matt Bowman hey, rocking yeah. out a food bank. Taft, if you, yo Taft, if next you wanna, time include the if food bank. You want to sponsor link. us as well as Matt Bomer. Yeah, not just your own link. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't promise I'm wear the product. Uh, I'm picky. That's what I always say. It's a good cover. Yeah, I'm picky. Don't judge. It's, and for some reason, don't judge, but I'm picky. They're all wearing Got Milk T-shirts. And like, there's one picture where they're in front of a step and repeat and like all holding milk kind of awkwardly. Yeah. The step and repeat at Los Angeles regional food bank is the most Los Angeles shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I bet you they don't pull that thing down. (laughs) They're just like, yo, people are going to be here. Leave the step and repeat up. Like they're going to want this. I'm They're sold out of sizes. Do you think this worked? 
Like if you were above, eh, no, they go up to 11. I, maybe they just didn't make them 12, 13, 14, 15. Like that's the smart move. If I were to release a sneaker like Taft, I'd the be The sneaker like, in stripes is only six, to, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe they sold some. If I were them, to be honest, I'd just pull sizes offline and then do the email when notified and just email everyone who emails about it. Make them drive some hype. Oh, is that is Matt that illegal? Bomber? It could be illegal. Don't do that, businesses. If you're listening to this, dude, don't take my advice. Hey, they can do what they want. It's their their ecom, their choice. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, it's uh, but Matt Bomer, good on you for uh, maybe you showing up, uh, masked you to help out at the food bank, and uh, yeah, Taft, good luck with the speak the sneaker in stripes. Um, cool. So. Uh, I think that's about a podcast. What do you think, Reed? Feels like a podcast. Lots going on in the world. It is. I feel like people should be able to get back uh, to that. It's on fire. Uh, people are being killed in the streets, um, as they have been for a long time, but now we're finally starting to pay attention to it uh, in the greater world sense. Smart um, and hey, there's no basketball tonight. That's that's really great. This is yeah, a shout great out, time for a general strike, I feel. Shout out Milwaukee Bucks. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to make it. I assume not. but And I don't know what, what, what that uh, does, but that was very cool. And anyone who thinks otherwise, you're on the shit list. Stop it. These are one of, this is one of those yeah. countertakes suck. Like sometimes fine. Play devil's advocate. Like otherwise devil's just being a shithead and it's fine to not, not do that. But yeah, uh, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, less the country is on fire. Uh, yeah, literally and metaphorically speaking. Oh, when we come the hur- back, the hurricane. But, so there's that. Oh yeah, the hurricanes. There's two. I mean, Laura's though. Like, let's be real. I feel like this is just this is like a fall. This is like that false male female equivalency bullshit that women have been dealing with this for years anyway, and now people are trying to trying to diminish Laura. As a cat four. What? What's the other one? I don't know. Insignificant. Second hurricane behind Laura. Marco, see? People... Oh, these 18 East ones are done pretty well. It's Martha? Marco. Marco, right, because they alternate. Um, some are going to argue that this, gendered names. Yeah, some are going to argue that it's diminished. Some are going to argue that uh, you know this is just Marco erasure, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so close to having the other one nicknamed Polo. <laughs> uh, there's always next season when we'll get like four hurricanes at the same time because they're uh, developing like kaiju's in Pacific Rim now. <laughs> I prefer Atlantic Rim. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where they are. Um, yeah. Atlantic Atlantic Rim starring uh, uh, Tretch from uh, Naughty by Nature. So <laughs> we've got to be an Heard outro. Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know there's an entire company? All right, thanks. 
Do you know, seriously though, do you know there's an entire film production company that just makes low budget versions of blockbusters? So like when Pacific Rim came out, they made Atlantic Rim and they just do this like all the time. So like the the Mars one with uh, Matt Damon, like they probably did Venus, mm-hmm, which would, yeah, the Martian, the, like the, the, Venetian. the Venetian or some shit. Like it is, it's called the Asylum. They're incredible. The movies they make, they have Transmorphers. They were the ones who made Titanic 2, which is my favorite sequel of all time. That one, no one was like, what happened to the Titanic? Like, they wrapped everything up within the Titanic 1 story. It was three hours long. And then the Asylum was like, yo, 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 but what if Titanic 2? Hear me out. There's a second one. They're incredible. I think they have Triassic World. Uh, Snakes on a train. They're just the people that are like making bank off of people with typos it's incredible so they've got i'm looking now they've got they've got uh snakes on a train instead of snakes on a plane um they have alien versus hunter instead of predator like it's literally just they go into the thesaurus.com <laughs> and they're like how can you know, what's, we do what's this? The, the best thing that we can get the rights to that's the closest to this it's incredible like they if, if all y'all wanted they also did sharknado for whatever it's worth but like I personally pr- prefer, like they just did instead of uh, doing 2012 or the day after tomorrow, they just slammed the Roland Emmerich classics together and did 2012, the Ice Age. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I'm big, big fan of their work. I think is the is the bottom line. Oh well, they'll get the blowout bump now. Uh, we can all search for Asylum Pictures. Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna make it in, but but rock on with the silent pictures, you guys. Let me know. Let me know how you like Atlantic. It's it's gonna be an hour and a half of your life. You can't get back, but enjoy it. Word. Okay. All right. So tune in next week for more. Uh, I don't know. Sort of meandering ramblings about clothes and uh, knockoff movies. And uh, until then, bye. All right, that is our show for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Reed, for uh, joining us and for uh, you staying all the way to the end. Uh, another final reminder, you can get one of those Teamster Tees at shop.heddles.com with 10% off with the code BLOWOUT. And until next week, hope you have a great one and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. <laughs>